TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Hello and welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. Marcus Pierce here with you for, can you believe it, episode 461. That is over. Oh no, not quite. It's almost nine years with the world's number one wellness expert. He is the Sultan of Switzerland. He is Dr. Damien Christoph. <laughs> Hello, brother. <laughs> what you, I, I love it. I love it. Hello, brother. It's great to uh, be back with you. And obviously, we just chatted uh, before about COVID. And if you need information or just a bit of um, humanity about this disease, um, go back to the previous episode and listen to that because... That uh, I think was a good episode. We actually spoke about some good stuff. And I brought COVID back from Europe. So you're the reason we're in this mess. No. It's your fault. No, it's already a problem. You know, it was amazing. While I was over there, I was like, how's it all going back there? People going, oh, bring back some rats. I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, you, you can't get rapid antigen tests. And I was like, what, really? What's going on? And, uh, and, and I didn't realize that we're having this escalation of case numbers, um, you know, Victoria the other day had 57,000 cases or whatever it was. It was enormous. Actually, it's quite exciting, to be honest with you. So, um, <laughs> you know, I'll tell you the reason what, and the, what I'm seeing happening. And When I was over in Europe, what I really enjoyed witnessing was that, yes, COVID's sweeping through it. They're in the middle of winter over there and, um, and COVID's sweeping through it. But there's not a lot of panic about it. There's a lot of awareness about it. There's not a lot of panic about it. So they kind of go, oh, yeah, cool, no worries. Um, it's like a flu. Um, you've got to be careful. Let's all wear our masks. Let's just do what we've got to do to be um, healthy and well. But let's not close the businesses down. Let's just enable people to go to work um, and just be sensible about it, right? So Amazing. Amazing. I know, right? Imagine, <laughs> imagine what millennia of um, intelligence passed down through the generations can actually oh, do. Yeah. It's a bit better than 250 years um, yeah, or whatever it is that we've got. We've got convict consciousness. Oh, my god. We just goodness. haven't got European consciousness anyway. Don't get me started, oh. PZ. We can't help it. We can't help being young. We're young. You can't. Like I said to someone the other day about a two about our two-year-old Spencer, like, he can't help being two. Yep. We can't help being 200 years old only. <laughs> it just has its drawbacks sometimes. Yeah, it does. It really does, doesn't it? It yeah. really, really does. What are we, 234? Is that what we are? 234 years old. Wow. I remember the bicentennial. It wasn't that long ago. <laughs> no. Years no. Um, <laughs> but um, so, we, oh, so we're over there and not realizing the enormity of the situation taking place over here in Australia, um, we're kind of just going about your life. You're just kind of doing it. But what I was able to reflect on was that's what I think we're trying to do here now is we're trying to just get it out into the community, like moving it into the community, and hopefully we don't get the hospitalizations and hopefully we don't get the increase in ICU. And and that's really um, going to come down to the understanding and a reduction of the fear associated with COVID because it used to be, 
what the fuck? We've got one case, you know. We've got a case. Shut the place down. Lockdown. Yeah, lockdown. Lockdown. You know, oh, that's what McGowan would say. But, now, you know, the rest of the country said, oh, we've got five cases. We're locked down. So now we're um, in, a, in a situation where we're like, okay, we've got 50,000. Let's not stress about it. Let's just try and get this through the community. Now, what that's going to, how that's going to play out is through an ease of, um, of caution and ease of fear um, an easing of the fear rhetoric and language that the media has perpetuated. So we've got, and the politicians, I think like when you go back and you look at what they've been saying, I think that they've said what they've said. And then on top of that, the media slapped on, you know, the, the politicians have gone and done a white paper and then the, and then the media has gone and slapped on their brand and it's either been incredibly alarmist using the same content or, you know, relatively moderate if you didn't, you know, have the alarmist, you know, badge on it. But I think what's really interesting about it is when you look at it, it's kind of like, well, look, whatever choice you make, COVID has the potential to really harm or it has the potential to be, you know, relatively mild. That's kind of what's been said. It's just that um, the media said, you know, or added a bit of juice to it or a little bit of chunk to it. Um, so... That's created the concern for a lot of people, and so that I haven't really known how to manage it. But really, at the end of the day, it, it's for most people. It's for, and when I say most people, I'm talking for like the vast majority of people. It's going to be like a cold or a flu. So what I'd love to know um, is, and this is this is just um, taking. It's all, I almost want to go into a little bubble here. Mm-hmm. Um, being overseas, like you said, there's a whole different awareness around. COVID and let's call it maybe there's a maturity around it. But what I would love to know is what does it feel like? Because obviously given the restrictions, we've all been banging on about local holidays and, you know, support your local towns or your whatever state you're in and, you know, or maybe Melbourne, whatever you are. Like what's it like to go on the other side of the world? Um, Did it feel – indulgence not the word, but did it feel like – bizarre like to almost go oh my gosh there's a world beyond australia like it feels like it it, it feels so um novel's not even the word it's 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 so hard to get your head around like how what was your response how was it to step off the plane and go oh my gosh I'm in Switzerland. well uh, you know it, firstly it was just a weird thing turning up to the airport and there's hardly anyone at the airport and so then you get onto a mm-hmm. plane but the plane was full you know, so it wasn't like there was 50 planes leaving. There might have been five or 10 planes leaving. And so you get on the plane, you know, we went into the lounge that was empty. We went in, onto the plane. It, it was because it was, we bumped into people. Like, so you're bumping into people that you know because wow. there's not lots of people. So in Melbourne's a small place, right? So we're bumping into people that we know. Yeah, jump on the plane. Yeah, we're going to go there. Oh, we're getting off at Dubai and then we're going to go over to America. That's what, you know, our friends were saying. We're going, we're going off at Dubai and then we're going on to... Geneva, and then we're you know transiting from Geneva over to France, and we're going to go snowboarding. Um, and it was so cool, like it was such a great feeling to know that we were able to do that. And people are like going, "What? How can you? How can you challenge? How can you travel? Like, are you able to get out of Australia at the moment?" And we're like, "Yeah, like you can get out of Australia. It's getting back that was the concern." And my nervousness, the most amount of my nervousness was, you know, if I caught COVID over in Europe. And then I had a positive PCR, then I wouldn't have been able to get back into Australia. And so that was my mm-hmm. number one concern. I was like, what, what happens if this happens? So, and you don't know when you're going to catch this thing. You don't know how you're going to catch it. 
Um, we're all going to catch it. There's no doubt about it. But uh, what's what was really interesting was to be over overseas, not in your country, and totally removed from what was happening in Australia. Totally yeah, I mean the accents. I'm thinking the accents, the food, the climate. Oh my so gosh! Opposite, like, Everything it would have been was, like a yes. Well, stimulation. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. We when we landed, we went straight from um, the uh, the airport in Geneva. We drove straight into France. Went straight to a restaurant and we had some uh, some food, some champagne, some cheese, and of course you have cheese when you're in France. Um, totally. And, and and it was on, like, and it was on. So for the next eight days, nonstop, it was just heaps of food and heaps of alcohol, and we just had an amazing time, just really hanging out with our friends and and really just letting our hair down, as a metaphor. Right, so, um, so <laughs> it was it was really a, an amazing time. It was it was great. It was and it was beautiful. You know, like trying to bring up some of the French words and the French phrases that I learned over the years to be able to try and talk French. And you know, I think the words that I did learn or that I do know got a little bit better, but I still didn't use them much. Like it'd be, you know, go on, give us some of your best. Well, I would say my first thing I asked was, "Do you speak English?" <laughs> no. Did you say that in English? And they all spoke but English, right? I'm from Australia. Do you speak English? Uh, and uh, and yeah, there was nothing that was ever brought up about the submarines, I have to tell you. But And we thought that we might have been in a little bit of trouble, but we weren't. They didn't even know. Like Honestly, I think our media made more of it than what I, their media did. Like there was... Only because he called him a liar. That's a, It was great media fodder. Mm. No one else cares about submarines unless there's a bit of controversy. Yeah, totally. Um, so... Did it feel weird being an Australian in France? Like often, you know, pre-COVID, you'd travel all over the world and you'd see people from your country, you'd hear Australian accents and all the rest of it. I'm kind of getting a I'm, – I'm, I'm assuming you didn't, you didn't see as many tourists as you probably would have in 2018 or 19. Nah, well, so when we got there, um, our friends who are Australian, they had their parents with them as well, and their brother with them as well. So, the, like, they were, there was a lot of Australians there at the time. But okay, family holiday, good on you, mate. Well, well done. We, we, <laughs> that was not how it worked. That's that's not what happened, Piercy. And you know, I don't know why you'd say that. <laughs> where do I go with that, Piercy? Such an asshole. Like now, what do I say? Unbelievable. Like, Unbelievable. What do I say now? <laughs> anyway, so. <laughs> That's what you say. You say you're such good friends. So we are just great like- friends. We are all great friends. And so we're able to share their family holiday, which is beautiful. So thank you, PC. And so, uh, but we when we uh, we got there, Ben stood up. He goes, these are my friends from Australia. And like everyone that was there from France, like looked around and was like, yay, way, welcome. You know, welcome. It was really cool. Like it was, we felt like superstars for sure. Um, but everywhere we went, ben, uh, ben would say, these are my friends from Australia. These are my friends from Australia. And people go, like, oh, wow, that's amazing. You're from Australia? And you're like, yeah. We're did you get in? Well, how did you get out? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Go, oh, how's it been? Like, you've very hard lockdowns over there. It's been very difficult for you. We're here, you know. You know, you poor thing. How are you surviving kind of thing? 
Um, and so, particularly when we told them we we're from Melbourne, they're like, "Oh wow, you're from Melbourne." Was- they even talk about Dan Andrews. They're like, "How is Dictator Dan going?" <laughs> it was like we'd just broken down the Berlin Wall. Seriously, it was just like that. <laughs> it was amazing. I can imagine how novel it would have been. That's that's what I've been really interested to get your take on. Um, it's almost like the new frontier of travel. It's like, oh, we haven't seen people from Australia for millennia it's like oh they still exist they still travel they can get out um and what's it like snowboarding in the middle of the australian summer does it <laughs> did it feel just that was weird. weird yeah it was weird it was it was weird because um i still had a tan i still had my golf tan and um and so like i got like i was i was brown from playing golf and um and then i've jumped on the slopes and there and it's freezing you know like really cold but um but i was still moderately tanned from playing golf um but it was really strange because um it's not what your body's used to like you've come from quite warm climate to then go into very very cold climate and wet so it's quite i mean that happens in melbourne anyway so it's not too big a shock to the system but it's still a shock to the system because you you know you're not really expecting it but you know like i've i would love to ski in europe again because it was so much fun and the slopes are so big and wide and long, and and I have I, and and I actually got to you know experience the snow falling and stuff like that with, that I hadn't you know properly experienced before in the past. So it was really quite. Does it give you that um you know for everyone that's listening and you know considering you know their their just travel options? Like I'm assuming it whets your appetite, regardless of the no doubt extreme amount of administrative load it adds, and like you said, the potential for anxiety. Uh, when you get to certain checkpoints and the rest, yeah. going through all of that, does it still whet your appetite to do more of it? You're yeah. happy to pay that price, that load in order to do Because, I mean, it's almost part of the human spirit that we want to travel, whether it's short distances or far. Yeah. I mean, even homebodies still like to get out of town every now and again. But, like, it does make you want to continue to do it. Yeah. Oh, 100%. I can't wait. And, um, you know, we'd love to go again in June, July. Um, to get back over to Europe again, so we uh, we just love the idea of travelling, and we don't feel put off by all the paperwork. The paperwork is the paperwork, you know. You've just got to you've got to get through the checkpoints, and so in order to get through the checkpoints, these are the hoops that you got to jump through, and these are the boxes you got to tick. And so you tick the boxes, jump through the hoops, and then you get to do the things that you love to do. And um, and it's not like the freedoms have been taken away from us; it's there. It's all there to be had. It's just a little bit more complicated. So you just Instead of taking your passport, you're now taking your passport plus all the other stuff. You know, ten other different QR codes. Yeah. So it's um, it is what it is, and but it's all definitely worth it. It was all worth it. For sure. Yeah, and um, and and again, without wanting to breach private conversations, you're saying once you're over there, it's not not as hard as one might think to move in, from one area to the other. It's not like the border controls that we have here, where it's like. You can't drive 300 k's without thinking that you're going to get pulled up because you're in a different state with a different border. Yeah. You didn't experience all of that. Um, no, there's none of that disgraceful behaviour. None of that disgraceful <laughs> behaviour by any of the presidents or politicians over in Europe. Like it, that disgraceful yeah. behaviour has been left to Australian politicians. To Australia, yeah, yeah. yeah our sure. our convict consciousness. Well, I think this it's, is how it's it beyond convict consciousness. It's like it's really poor behaviour um, yeah. and and a lack of respect for humans. And I know that mm. you could argue, well, they're all just trying to protect 
And I get that, and 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 I, and I now recognise that that that's what they've been trying to do. But some of the language that's been used and the way in which it's been done has been so inhumane. Um, mm. And we see, and again, like we're seeing how Australia can be very inhumane in the treatment of individuals. We're seeing that again at the moment. So we've got to be yes. really, really careful um, with the way in which we uh, move forward with this. We don't want to have to continue to repeat that sort of behaviour. It's not appropriate. Um, and if we look at the lessons that we could learn from, or the things that we could learn in terms of lessons from Europe and other countries around the world that have managed COVID well, um, I, I think it should give a lot of people um, some hope that we can keep on living our life and you know, get travelling again. But we do need to learn some stuff from overseas for sure. Complete, this is completely off topic, but I'm going to say it anyway. Europe to me feels like the wise old great-great-grandparent that is still alive and has wisdom that we could all learn from, but people find that great-great-grandparent too old and slow and boring and they can't be bothered putting their ears up to the person's mouth to listen to what they've got to say. So instead they just do it their own way and they don't listen. And I'm like, <laughs> if, only, <laughs> if only we – the eyes of the world are on us, but we don't really care for what the eyes of the – or the, the wisdom of the uh, of the old – the world might want to share but anyway that's yeah. a little soapbox for another day yeah um this has been fun uh thank you as always uh for sharing um as i said you're just back from europe it's great to get some experiences of what the other world is like uh it's been all about you these first two episodes of the year yes i know Damo's so sorry, COVID. no so don't apologize this is this is what we want we want to humanize international travel again we want to humanize COVID. um and as and and now that we've done these two episodes we'll click back into our longevity conversations but i think at times like this when people are so they're so done with the news and even people that are just everyday consumers they are done with the same repetition of headlines and cases and deaths and hospitalizations and icu it's like where's the humanity in it all so i just think i thank you i thank you for giving us so much of your energy for the last two episodes because you've humanized international travel you've humanized what it's like having covid and um we really appreciate it so thank you yeah you're welcome pc thank you and thanks everybody hopefully um you feel safe and excited about traveling again and wilma um, i know you're over in the u.s now and um yeah I uh, hope you're safe over there and having a good time. And I actually just saw my brother. He's uh, He just flew to LA on Australia's first A380 flight to Los Angeles just before. And, um, was he the pilot? He was the pilot, yeah, and he landed it. So I just, saw the, I just saw the landing. It was absolutely fantastic. So it was really cool. Very, very cool. And, of course, if anyone wants to know about Damo's brother, go back to listen to about episode 450, how he turned orange when Damo gave him a lifetime supply of carrot juice as an experiment. <laughs> Sorry about that. Sorry about that. The yeah. first return flight to LA. Um, so good. So good. Well, we look forward to having your company again next week on 100 Not Out for more wisdom from Damo. Head on over to DamienChristoph.com. Don't ever consider putting two Fs on Christoph. You'll get nowhere uh, when you're looking for Damien Christoph. Yes. And uh, myself, MarcusPierce.com.au. That's E-A. Don't ever put an I-E in there. You'll get nowhere. <laughs> um, to everyone who makes this podcast possible, to our listeners, to our viewers here on Facebook, uh, to Joseph Tomo, our editor, thank you for all of your support. And until next week, episode 462, may the rest of your life continue to be the best of your life. Bye for now. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives.
Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.